All right, I'm going to do the offering. <laughs> I'm going to wait for a stand. <laughs> Who is ready to give tonight? Maybe you're not ready now, but maybe after you will be. But I'm going to teach. We always teach on giving. We're going to teach because the whole reason... Uh, we can even give is by faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we need to know what the Bible says and then we act on it. And then we're going to see God work mightily in our lives. And so that's, that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do tonight. We're here to get fed the word of God. We're here to get stirred up we're here to get empowered. And we're here to get the results that God says are in his word for us. So I'm going to talk tonight about our heavenly bank account. So uh, if you will, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Philippians 4. We'll start in uh, verse 15. I'm in the Amplified Version. And it reads, And you Philippians know that in the early days of preaching the gospel after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica... You sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I do seek the profit, say profit, which increases to your heavenly account. Say heavenly account. The blessing which is accumulating for you. Read that one more time. I don't seek the gift itself, but I do seek the profit, which increases to your heavenly account, the blessing which is accumulating for you. So this scripture, Paul's teaching about giving here. He's teaching about giving and he's teaching about receiving. And he's talking about our heavenly bank accounts. And so we know like all our, like our bank accounts here in this world, we have the natural bank accounts. We have the ones that chase, Capital One, whatever you go to, you have that. You got your online banking system. You can look, you can see what's there. And that's, that's, that's in the natural. But we're talking about a heavenly account. And just like our natural account, we can make deposits into our heavenly account, which is in heaven. And that's in our giving. In our giving, we are depositing, we are investing, we are sowing seed into our heavenly bank account. Just like we make deposits here in, in the world, we can make deposits into that heavenly account. And so that our account in heaven holds our seed, it holds our gifts, and it holds all of that which we are giving. And we can, just as we can give, we can also make withdrawals. We can receive. And what Paul's saying here is that there's a blessing that actually can be received. There isn't a blessing and a profit that's accumulating as you're depositing into your heavenly bank account. And so uh, just like, well, not like, not like our bank accounts here. They're, these are supernatural bank accounts. These, the ones that we have here, they're natural. But the, what we have in heaven is supernatural. And so what that means is that it grows supernaturally as we make deposits. And that's what we have to get so in us, that when we're sowing and we're giving and we're planting seed, there is actual growth in our bank account in heaven. It's not like that here. There is growth attached to your seed and your giving. And when you understand that principle, you begin to make deposits. You begin to put seed inside of your heavenly bank account. And as we sow and as we deposit into our 
a heavenly bank account, this verse tells us, Paul tells us, I'm seeking the profit that you will receive as you give. So he's teaching them. I'm telling you, like, you're going to give. And it's not just because I get blessed by it, Paul's saying. He said, no, I want you to have a profit on what you're doing. And so there's a profit. Who knows what profit is? Profit means that your output is greater than your input. So what you put in, you actually have more of on the back end. And that's incredible because how many of you know you put your bank, you put your money in your savings account and what? You get like what? What is the interest rate? I mean, it's nothing. You get like three cents at the end of the year, depending on how much you put in there. Like big whoop, right? But that's not the way that it is with our heavenly bank accounts. You got to get excited about that because our balance in our heavenly account grows. We are accumulating blessings. How does that happen? How do we have a profit? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 7, it's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. So like I'm saying, we have super, this account supernaturally grows. How? By God. Everything that you put, you take your seed. It is a holy seed because it's going to the Lord. You take your time, your effort, what you're doing on a daily basis. You're earning money. And you're taking that and you're putting it into the hands of Jesus. And when Jesus takes your seed, your money, your finances, your hard work, everything that Jesus touches multiplies. Just like the little boy who had two fishes, five loaves, put it into the hands of Jesus, and literally they fed 7,000 people, not including wives and children. A miracle. How when you put in the hands of Jesus, he multiplies supernaturally, supernaturally. So be convinced that when God touches your seed that you're putting into your heavenly bank account, there is a supernatural growth that takes place. So know that every single time that you're sowing, this is what's happening to my seed. God is touching it and it is growing. So don't be deceived. God is not mocked. That which you sow, you will reap. So I wanna encourage you tonight. If you've been sowing, if you've been making deposits, if you've never done this before, and this is your first time and you're hearing about this, and you're like, I need to do this because I'm in a situation and I, what I have now is not enough to what I need to get done. But there is a multiplication process when you put what you have in the hands of God. So you're going to be, you know, you might be sowing, you might be making deposits, you might be investing your time. The Bible promises us that this is the greatest place to invest your finances. You can't find a better stock to put your money. You cannot find a better place to store your finances than in the hands of Jesus. Because in his hands, it promises us 30, 60, 100 return. We want those returns. We like the stock market. I'm not saying there's anything wrong about the stock market or the investments that you're making, but there's a promised return. It's guaranteed. And that's that's what we want. A lot of people might mock you and say, I can't believe you're sowing that. I can't believe you're planting that there. You've been putting this here. Man, you could have been saving and you could have had this already. They're going to say stuff. Trust me. People are going to say stuff. They're going to be mocking. They're going to say that money that you're sowing is dead. They're going to say that, that that money is dead. It's gone. It's nowhere to be returned back to you. 
but you know, you have, to, you have to have this in you that when you're sowing and when you're giving and when you're investing into your heavenly account, you know where it is. It's, you might not see it, but guess what? I see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't see it. It's not in my bank account here, but it's in my bank account there. And in, in that bank account there, it is growing because God is growing it supernaturally. And so I know with confidence, no matter what anyone tells me, that that seed is growing and it's growing bigger. And I trust myself and the Lord and I trust my, the word of God, not their words. I trust that what's in there is going to supply all my needs. It's growing, it's supplying all my needs, it's taking care of, and it's working, and it's growing. They don't see it, we know it's working. So just as, I'm finishing, but just as we sow and we give and we deposit into our heavenly bank accounts by faith, we do this all by faith because we believe and we know what we're doing and we're sowing into the kingdom of God and we're sowing into the greatest investment we could ever invest in. By faith we do that. It's the same way that we receive is the same way that we receive the blessing. It is the same way that we receive the provision from the Lord. We withdraw from our heavenly bank account. And so how do we do that? You reach out by faith and you claim what is yours. I know I sowed here. I know I sowed there. I know I planted there. I sowed a lot of seed over there. I put stuff here. I put stuff there. I've tied here. All the seed that's been accumulating, I know that I can withdraw from it because it is mine and the Lord has multiplied it. So I can withdraw. I can withdraw, you can withdraw, and we do it by faith. And so I I encourage you tonight, you've been sowing, you've been depositing, you've been investing, you can withdraw and you can receive your harvest whenever you need it. The Bible says he will supply all your needs according to the riches of his glory. So it's in heaven, he's multiplying it, he's making it bigger than your need here. It's bigger. It'll amply supply more than enough. And so be encouraged. You're sowing into good ground and you're sowing and God is multiplying it. So we're going to give you an opportunity to sow tonight into your heavenly bank account. If you want an envelope, raise your hand. First, first seed of the year. If you want to be a part of that, sow and sow in faith and, and, and sow in expectancy that you're going to reap a harvest. Withdraw. Speak the word of God. Speak and confess what belongs to you and receive the blessing that God has, the increase, the profit in the name of Jesus. And I pray that this is going to be your greatest year financially as as you walk in faith, as you withdraw, as you sow in faith, all in faith. It shall be your greatest year financially. So if you will, you can make you can uh, dear whatever you want to do, tithes, offerings, seed, and you can put it here, pray over it, and we're going to worship one last song, but if you will, I'm going to pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that your word is true, that your word is holy, Father. Thank you, Lord, that your word never fails us. Lord, we put your word before us, Lord, knowing that it will never fail us. You are a faithful God. You're faithful to your word. We know that your word will work mightily for us, Father. And we sow tonight in faith, Lord. We sow tonight knowing that you're the God who multiplies. You're the God who brings the increase. You're the God who does the exceedingly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. Father, if we can ask it, you can do more. If we can pray for it, 
you can do more. If we can believe for it, you can do even greater, Father. So I pray tonight in the name of Jesus for every single young adult here as they sow and as they make deposits into their heavenly bank account. Lord, show yourself strong and show yourself mighty unto them. Do what only you can do for them this year, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you're the God who supplies all of our needs according to the riches of your glory. Thank you that you're our provider, Father. You are our source in everything. We worship you tonight. We sow in faith. We're expecting to see our harvest, Father. Do a mighty miracle, Lord, in the lives of your people tonight. In the name of Jesus, we honor you, we thank you, and we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We come before you, Lord, rejoicing in prayer, praising the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you are the King of all kings. Thank you, Lord, you are the Lord of all lords. Thank you, Father, that this year, Father, is going to be the best year our young adults have ever had. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, in our finances, in our families, in our marriages, in our relationships. Thank you, Father, that not one person shall leave this place the same way they came. We thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit reigns in this place. Your Holy Spirit moves in this place. Thank you, Father, for your presence that is even here now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us. Thank you, Father, you never leave us nor forsake us, but you stick closer closer to us than a brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that the hearts are open and ready to receive and for the word you're bringing forth today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give it up for the worship team. All the way from uh, five out of six from Southside. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, how many are excited? For, yeah, yeah, I can be seated. That's cool. Uh, how many are excited for today, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, welcome to Houston Young Adults. It's our first service of the new year. How many excited? How many already having a good first year? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but this year is going to be a year like never before. I mean, what, what, what are we, Jan 18? What's, what's the month? I mean, 21st? Oh, my bad. Sorry, you lose count after like Tuesday, you know. But, uh, and so far, you know what? It's already been a good year. Uh, we believe that this year is going to be the year of double. And, uh, you know, that could be double in your finances, double in your household. If you're believing for kids, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, double in everything you do. Um, you know, the Bible says that the Lord will prosper everything your hands touch. Whatever you put your hands to shall prosper. So uh, we're excited. We have a lot of things coming up. Uh, of course, this year we'll be doing our millionaire dinner. Who, who's been there before? Oh, so we got a lot of people who haven't been there. Bridget, we'll see you there this year. Uh, but if y'all don't know, our millionaire dinner uh, we do it every year. We go to a steakhouse, and uh, we have somebody in business come and speak to us, and we instill the vision of the young adults, which is young adults who are very, very prosperous in giving in their finances, specifically their finances at this dinner. But uh, so, yeah, how many of y'all want to prosper in your finances? Huh? Man, y'all are a little, well, I mean, dang, I'm going to have to let y'all hold something. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. I got the opportunity uh, to do the first young adult service, um, which was kind of cool because 
uh, I actually had like nothing. Like I had absolutely nothing. Like uh, in my time in the mornings, I was like kind of not not like dry, but I had like no messages come to me, which was kind of funny. But then they said I was going to speak and then it was like a message came. So uh, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. This year is going to be a great year. And uh, um, yeah, it's going to be good. No, who died? No, I'm just kidding. No, nah, but uh, it's going to be good. So get plugged in. I, I don't know if y'all remember the last time I spoke, which was a very long time ago. What year was that? Was that? Was it 20? Oh, 2020. I don't even know if it was 2020. It might have been 2019. I don't know. It was a long time ago. But I talked about getting, like, you got to get on board. You, if you don't get on board now, you'll be left off the train. And so I, this is actually, funny enough, kind of a continuation of that, which was totally, totally unplanned. But uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to break open, uh, start off by breaking open into the word. Uh, I want to thank Jared for being here because uh, he didn't know I was preaching, but he still came. And I have a lot of scripture, so thanks. Uh, all right, so Psalms 91, 14 through 16, and you can do the New King James. Um, I know I said NLT, but New King James. Uh, how many of you got your Bibles with you? All right, well, how many of y'all getting y'all's Bibles for next service? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so Psalms 91, 14 through 16, it says, because he has set his love upon me, Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. And, and this part, it's talking about you. I used to be really good at switching the words out, but I don't think I'm as fresh right now. Uh, 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. 16, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So this is the Lord talking to us because he, which is you, you can, you can replace he with my name. So because Drew, because John John, because uh, Raquel, no, I'm just kidding, uh, has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver Drew, Bridget, Raquel. I will set Drew, Bridget, Raquel on high because they have known my name. They shall call upon me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver them and honor them. With long life, I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. So uh, one thing I want to go over is uh, how many I know Kenneth Copeland? Oh, yeah, I like Kenneth Copeland. Well, uh, this year he said for he, every year he drops kind of uh, a prophecy, but this year he said it would be the year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection. And so uh, that's really exciting because you need all those things. And all those things come from the word. So I'm, I'm going to drop some points here. All right. So just in a couple seconds. But uh, so you can have cor- perfection in your spirit. You can have perfection in your soul. You can have perfection in your body. I'm trying to get them at perfected abs by summer, but I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you can have, be perfected in your finances, perfected in your church, perfected in your government, perfected in your relationships. Uh, the Bible actually says, for he corrects those he loves. So some people, I know uh, 
growing up, I would get corrected a lot, like probably way too much. But and at first, you know, you're kind of like you want to like I always refer to that meme where it's that little kid sitting on the table and he like starts banging on the table. That's like how I feel when I used to get corrected. But, you know, the Bible says he corrects those who love. And so, you know, correction. And so it says we must first recognize that there needs to be correction made. So one thing kind of that uh, I hear a lot or some people say is like, you know, I'm kind of chilling. I'm just doing me. Or it's like, you know, I, when it happens, it's going to happen. If it happens to me, it'll, it'll come. Or it, they say like, oh, I don't really have time to read the word. Or I don't really have time to pray. Or, oh, young adults on Friday night at 7 o'clock, man, I got to go to, you know, dang, that's steep, man, 7 o'clock. It's like, you know, people say, they just say like chilling things, right? And so uh, as long as that I, so everything I just said was I, right? I don't have time. I don't have time to read the word. I get sleepy when I read the word, or I'm busy, or I this. As long as that I is there, you will consistently hold yourself back from what the Lord wants to do. So I'll tell you what. One thing my Pastor Sandy would tell me was every time I say something like, okay, how many of y'all have ever set up chairs for an outreach? Okay, well, I'm going to have to put y'all through that because that's some stuff, man. That's some stuff. Okay, well, look, so now y'all even got it easy, right? When we first started this church, we had, like, the heaviest things. They were, like, it was like moving Roman stones, and you had to put all those things out there. Well, it was like, man, I'm tired. Like, man, it's like Houston Heat 103, and you got to put out 50 chairs. And there was only, like, now there's, like, oh, yeah, all the guys, the men's ministry, there's, like, 15 guys helping out. Before, it was, like, me oil and like my dad and like like two other people it was like terrible so I was like oh yeah I'm tired I'm this well literally I would literally get rebuked and they'd be like well you need to get your eye out of the way and I'm like oh dang I was like well I mean you ever like do something and your parents tell you something you're like dang I don't even got to come back for that you know like what what am I gonna say I I I can't say anything to that well that's what that's what it is as long as you have that eye in your way where it's like, I want to do this, I want to do that. Because really what you're doing is when you have eyes, the Lord can't even work in you because you're too busy trying to figure out what I want. And so as soon as you decide, okay, forget what I want, you know, I'm going to do what the Lord's telling me to do. The Lord's actually able to mold you and to do what he actually wants you to do so you can actually go and receive what he wants you to receive. But you see, it's so easy to get caught up in what I feel I want to do, what feels good for me, or like I, somebody else should be doing that. I don't need to be doing that. Like, oh, I did that long enough, or like I, all this. As soon as you get rid of that, you open a whole new door, a whole new, a whole new realm that you're able to step in. And so uh, one of the things is the number one thing that you are... Sorry, I, wrote, I scribbled this one. But the number one thing stopping you from advancing is your flesh. It's actually not even the devil, but it's your flesh. So a lot of people are, um, I'm going to go to Luke 10, 19. But a lot of people are like, man, one thing me and my cousin Marissa, she's not here today, probably because of the flesh, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
But one thing we always used to joke around, we'd be like, oh, yeah, the devil made me do it. But we knew it was wrong, but we just do it because it was funny. Uh, but, <laughs> but really, it's like people, people are so, like, devil-minded, right? People are like, oh, man, the enemy's out there like a roaring lion. Oh, man, which he is. But, you know, people, people are like, oh, man, you know, it's like it's hard, man. These attacks, man, these storms are, dang, man, it's like. It's just so hard, but really, when you go down to the root cause of things, it's actually the flesh, because uh, you can put Luke 10, 19 up there. I haven't written down, but y'all should see this handwriting. It's not even right. Um, It says, look, I have given you authority over all power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them, and nothing will injure you. You can put that in the, do we have a TPT? I don't remember if we have a TPT. No? Okay. Uh, we can do New King James. It's almost the same thing. But Luke ten nineteen in the New King James says, Behold, I have given you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. So it goes back to that. You can leave that one up there. Yeah, it goes back to that. When you go back to the root cause, you may think like, oh, man, these storms. Oh, man, these this. But it's actually the Lord's already given you. He sent Jesus to die for you so we could have all power, all dominion, all authority over the enemy. So it's like, okay, if he's giving you all power, all authority over the enemy, then when you go back to the root cause, you actually realize that it's I. It's me. It's my flesh. Because you gotta, it's like the serpent with Eve. He didn't say Hey, I got this apple and like t- like shoved in her mouth, you know. He didn't he didn't come and be like, just shoved it down. But no, he came in with words. He came in. Pastor Jesse teaches a good message on the five senses. But he came in through your words. He started saying, "Oh, you know, what's the big like? What God? God? What's he hiding from you?" It was like he started talking little talk, talking little thing, and then she chose to bite the apple and then here we are and thinks you know so here we are but but you see the enemy comes in by a thought that he only has as much power as you give him and so because if, if God's already given you all authority to trample over demons or scorpions demons not in there but I added scorpions serpents all power of the enemy then how is he able to come into your life how is he able to do, do things in your life where you're like, dang, well, what's happening? But really, that's why you have to do checks up, checkups on yourself to make sure that, okay, who's really driving the boat here? Is my flesh driving the boat or is my spirit driving the boat? And so, uh, yeah, he's already, he's, he only has as much power as you're going to give back to him. So uh, that's why you got to get the eye out of the way. Uh, and then in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, oh, before we move on from that one. You can also, so he's giving you all authority over scorpions and serpents, right? Well, how many of you have ever seen a scorpion? Yeah, exactly. None of y'all really have seen scorpions. I haven't even seen a scorpion. Actually, just kidding, I've seen one. But serpents, you don't really see those, right? So you switch those words with what you're going through today. He's giving you all authority over lack. He's giving you all authority with overthinking. He's giving you all authority over double-mindedness. He's giving you all authority over worry. He's given you all authority over, over selfishness. He's given you all authority over, over 
Whatever you may be going through, he's given it to you. And I can, he didn't give you authority over seasons of singleness. I heard somebody say that the other day. So all the single, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I just got, well, I'm seven months married now, so I'm going to be that one meme, that church Chad. How many of y'all know that church Chad? No? All right, then. You, y'all aren't that funny. All right. But, all right, so you can go to the next scripture, First uh, Corinthians 9, 27. So this is Paul here, and, uh, you know, one, I had a conversation a long time ago with somebody, and they were like, well, you know, I can't remember the scripture. You probably know it off the top of your head, but it's like, you know, the Lord does it through you. I can't, like he, I can't remember scripture, but they were basically making a case that like, oh yeah, you don't have to do anything because the Lord is going to do it for you. But really, yes, the Lord does a work in you, but he doesn't make you, he's not making you do anything. So like Paul says, he says, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, least when I preach to others, I should become disqualified. So when he, there's another, can you put that in the NLT? So um, basically Paul talks about, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching others, I myself might be disqualified. So if Paul, one of the greatest apostles to ever live, had a buffet his body, had to discipline his body, what does that mean? It means, yeah, he may have felt things. He may, things might have came his way. You look in the Bible, Paul, was, Paul caught some hands in the day. He got thrown in jail. It says he got struck. He says the whole town wanted to beat Paul. It's literally what the Bible says. I've never had a town want to beat me. But anyways, we'll see. Uh, and so he buffed his body daily. Why? Because he had a natural body. His flesh arose. But that's why, you, how, do you, how do you even buffet your body? That's the real question. How do you even buffet your body? By getting in your word. By praying by praying in the Spirit, getting your words. The Bible says that reading your word is like a mirror. You know, when you read the word, you're reading. You're, these are the breaths and words of Jesus. And so if we're to be like Jesus, become like Jesus. Everything you read in here, you're actually looking at a mirror, which is really cool. And so that's why you have to make sure to get rid of all, all I in me. And for, for 2022 is going to be the best year you've ever had. 2022 is going to be the best year. 2022 is going to be the year you get rid of the eye. Because when you think about it, it's like, it's like you know, half the stuff that I, I probably want to do in 2021, if I would have like just been even more disciplined and like didn't let my flesh rise, like how many of y'all ever like, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go text somebody. And then you go to text somebody, and then 10 minutes later, you realize, dang, I've been scrolling on Instagram for like 10 minutes. Who was I supposed to text? Anybody else do that? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Joey. No, just kidding. No, but really, it's like, it's like when you discipline your body, there's so much, you're able to do so much more. Uh, and so what happens when you finally get the eye out of the way? All right. What happens when you finally get rid of me, 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 I, 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 I? When you finally get rid of the eye... You allow God to work in you and become, begin to complete the transformation and transfiguration in your life. So when you get rid of I, you actually, how many, how, how many of y'all ever see that? Like, it's not cheesy, but the he, ver, like, and then dash, like, I 
kind of thing. Anybody ever bought that bracelet or a t-shirt at a church camp? Well, it's, it's true, you know? When you get rid of I, he gets to come in and work on you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18 in the NLT, it says, uh, whenever somebody turn, turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed, how many of y'all have had y'all's veil removed? All y'all have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Amen. Hallelujah. It says we can all draw close to the Lord with the veil finally removed from our faces, continually being transfigured into his very image as we move from brighter level of glory to another. Hallelujah. And, uh, and so, you know, it's like when you, when you get saved and you finally get, and, and you give your life to the Lord and you, and you get, start getting rid of that eye, I mean, even, even our, my, uh, my friend over here, Elon, uh, I'm not calling you out, but Elon, he's been coming for a couple of weeks. And from the first time I met him to now, it's like his, his eyes have been opened. And he, he'll even tell you himself, he's glad to be here. He's like, his life is changing. Am, am I right, Elon? He, he, already, he already knows. I could give him the mic right now. He testified for like 20 minutes at this point. But, you know, it's because when, when you give your life to the Lord, the, there's a veil of, of sin that you've been born again. You, that veil is taken away, and then that, and it's a new light. Why, why is it when somebody gets saved or somebody gives their life to the Lord, they start changing? That, mu- that music don't sound the same. Those friends, they start hanging around. They all of a sudden start, they're annoying. It's like, you know, the movies they watch, it's like, dang, why do I feel this way? Before I was good, you know, uh, the things they used to do, the, the things they used to hear. Why does that all sound weird to them? Why do you have, why do you have people like Gabriel our guy Gabriel over here. How many I know Gabriel? If I had a picture of him, I'd put him up. It's a great to have ushers with teardrops on their eyes, under their eyes. You know, that's like that's like an accomplishment, you know. But really, I mean, why can people like that serve the Lord wholeheartedly, be on fire for the Lord? He's one of the most excited people here. Why can people like that come and give their lives to the Lord and be changed like that? It's because that veil was taken away. It, there's a there's a scripture, I can't I can't think of it right now, but it, it talks about uh, the foolishness how the words how the word sounds foolish to people of the world. Do you know the scripture off the top of your head? Okay. Well, basically, it's kind of like you know when you argue with somebody who's in the world, right? You're trying to argue with them about the word, but they're not saved, but you are, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, given it shall be given unto you. Matthew six thirty three. Seek the kingdom first, and they're like just even more annoyed of you. It's like, why? Because they have a veil on their face. It's like, y'all don't speak the same language. Y'all should see how mad those Mexican grandmas get when I tell them no habla espanol. It's like, they get so mad. I, had, I was walking home. Oh, they got it. It says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds like foolish to them, and they can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. So, I mean, that's why, that's why the Bible says, taking away the veil. When you, when you receive the veil, the, the, when the veil is finally remu- removed from your face, 
the Lord can finally transform you, can start to change you, can start to mold you. When you finally get rid of the I in, in, in that sentence, he can start doing what he wants to do. What, and, you know, going into 2020, how many of y'all don't want to waste time doing what you want to do, but you want to do what the Lord has you to do? It, it's, it sucks to waste time, you know? You, you get stuck in something or you take a couple steps back. You know, you're, you're chugging. Actually, I'm, I'm going to get into that here in, in, a, in a couple of seconds, but... Um, yeah, so where, where was I right before that? Talks about foolishness and, uh, you know, that's why it just, it just doesn't work. You have to get saved. And as soon as you get saved, the veil's taken away. So the, the, he actually transforms you, makes you born again and takes the old you and makes you new. I have, I have a scripture here. Let's see. I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, and so it says, repent, then turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. In Acts 13, 19, when you feel weak and tempted, you can draw for the refreshment of the Lord. Amen. So how many, how many have been saved for a, a while? Like, you know, I've been, I, you know, now the Bible says, you know, there's, there's temptation, right? Even Jesus was tempted, right? Like, and especially like, you know, this 2022, you've already decided that, all right, I'm giving myself to the Lord. I'm going to come to young adults finally. Secretly calling some people out. You come come to young adults finally. And, you know, okay, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to try to read my scriptures and, you know, I'm going to go to Sunday service, and I'm actually going to listen to Pastor Sandy. I'm not just going to sit there. And, like, you know, you've already decided, right? We're 20, 21 days in, and you're doing your thing, right? Well, you know, it's like, it's like the New Year's resolutions where you, like, you pay for the gym membership. You're like, all right, I've already paid for it. I'm not getting tired. And then, like, February 3rd comes around, and you're like, dang, I ain't going, right? It's like, it's, like, it's too cold. I'm tired. You know, work was real hard. You know, I ain't fixing go lifting the weight. But, you know, it's kind of a thing where it's like, man, yeah, of course you're going to get tired because the spirit is willing, and the, but the flesh is weak, right? So we become new person, but we have that, the same body, the same skin. So, that, so when you start getting rid of the eye, you start getting rid of the flesh. Yeah, the flesh, the flesh is willing or the flesh is Wow, that's, that's really, really off right, right there. But here, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Thank you. Uh, and so the Bible says, watch and pray, lest you ever enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing. I had it written right here. I still couldn't get it. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, Matthew uh, 26, 41. Matthew 26, 41. This is a good message. I'm correcting myself right now. Keep, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Paul said, I buffet my body daily. I like a boxer, like an athlete. And so remember, the flesh, the spirit is willing and the flesh is and the flesh is weak, right? So you're coming to church, you're reading your word, you're doing your Bible, you know, you're playing guitar, you're playing piano. Or, you know, you're volunteering young adults, you're making coffee in the coffee shop, you know, you're doing your thing, you're seeking the Lord, but then your flesh is like, man, it's too early to read my Bible. Or I'll I'll read my, you wake up to read your Bible and you're like, man, I'm tired. I'll read it tonight. And then tonight comes and you're like, man, I'm tired. 
It's like, you're always tired when you want to read your Bible, right? It's like, you want a good night's sleep, you go open your Bible, and then you're like already done, right? But so your, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. Of course it's going to happen. But the Bible says, remember, times of refreshing come from the Lord. When you're feeling weak, we can draw from the Lord for refreshment. But you must be watching and praying. It says, keep watch and pray. So uh, one, of, one of my first points here, I got, uh, it says, how to have your best year ever. Step number one, right? You, you want to write these down, trust me. Step number one is pray. Really, you should be watch and pray. But you must watch and pray. It says here in Matthew 26, 41, the flesh is willing, or the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And in and, and Mark 13, 33, it says, take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. Mark 13, 33. And since you do not know when that time will come, be on guard, stay alert. The Bible has a very good trend of staying alert, being ready, being watchful. Uh, you know, it says that it'll come in like a thief in the night. You know, nobody knows the time or day that the Lord shall return. And so, you know, when the Bible talks about that, always being ready, why do you buffet your body? To be ready. You know, it's like, well, if I tell you you're going to fight Mayweather in like like 45 days, when are you going to start working out? Okay, well, he's still going to get KO'd. Either way. Long story short, I'd be punching that bag. I'd be kicking that bag. I'd probably be getting Courtney some life insurance right now. You know, he's he got some hands, but, uh, you know, you get ready. Why? Because there's going to be a time, there's going to be a time that comes that you need to activate something. And so that's why getting rid of the flesh, getting rid of the eye. And now you've gotten rid of the eye, right? You got rid of the eye, you got rid of the flesh. Now it's time to let the Lord do the work, to seek the Lord, to start building, to get in your word. And as you get in your word, times of refreshing come. That's the awesome thing is that, yeah, you may get tired. You may not feel like reading your word. You may not feel like going to Sunday morning service. You may not even feel like coming to Sunday night service. You're like, dang, I go to Sunday morning. My friend's church doesn't have Sunday night service. Why do I got to go to Sunday night service? It's, it's like, but you know what the Bible says? He gives you times of refreshing. And so that's why we must always be on guard and stay alert. So when you feel weak, draw from the Lord. You're able to draw from the Lord. Draw from his word. I'll tell you what, when I first started, because, you know, I, everybody's got a job or everybody goes to work. You know, I, you, at nighttime is really, unless you're like a night person, it's kind of hard to read your word because you're like done with work. Your brain's already kind of like done. You got 30 other things to do. So I started waking up early in the morning, right? I wake up early and, uh, you know, the first couple of times doing that, because I remember years ago, I was like, I was in church, but like I wasn't fully seeking the Lord. I was in church. I was here every service. I was at every outreach. I was at every young adults. I was at every youth. I was Jesus in every play. I was on the worship team. I was doing everything, right? But like I, I wasn't seeking the Lord diligently, like the Bible says. So I loved the Lord. I did. I loved the Lord. I loved being here. I loved being in the presence of the Lord, but I wasn't seeking his word. So I felt like there was a time where I was just like stuck. It's like, okay, you come to church, you do your thing, you go eat hibachi after, 
come back for Sunday night. It's like the same, it's just the same thing. So it wasn't until I started actually seeking the Lord and getting to his word that I started seeing, okay, things are starting to change in my life. Like I'm, go, I'm going places. Things are starting to happen. I started, I started a business in that time. I'm, I'm not going to do that, but I, I got married in that time. Uh, and, and you know what? Ever since then, literally ever since that year, every year has been an increase, an increase, an increase, an increase. And so, you know, it's like, it's, it's no coincidence that everybody who decides, all right, I'm going to seek the Lord. The Bible says that he is our firm foundation. He's our solid rock. You know, when you decide to seek the Lord and you've really made up your mind that you're like tired of everything, you're tired of going through the same things, you're tired of just being that casual Christian, you're tired of just, you know, hanging around with the same friends, going back to church, cutting those friends off for a couple weeks, going back to those old friends that you cut off. And, you know, when you decide that you want to stick your feet in the ground, set your feet in the firm foundation, it's like any storm. Oh, what's the scripture off the top of my head? Is it Matthew 7? Seven, it's the winds and the waves can come, the floods can come, but he is our firm foundation, the house that's built on the solid rock. So we are that house that builds on the solid rock. When you've got the first step to building the solid rock is getting rid of all self because you're not building your foundation anymore on me, on George. You're building the foundation on this word, which is Jesus. And when you set your feet on Jesus and you stick your feet in, Anything that comes your way, any scorpion, any serpent, any thought, any anxiety, any, any worry, any, any selfishness that comes your way, any storm, oh, this happened, oh, that happened, or oh, they did this to me, or that happened. Anything that comes your way, after everything blows away, you realize you're still standing on the firm foundation. It's not even, it's not even like, oh, I'm on the foundation, and the storm came, and I like, got off the foundation, and I got back on the foundation. It's not, you know, it's, no, the firm foundation. You stay steadfast in the firm foundation. When you set your feet on the word, when you set your feet on his truth, anything can happen to you and you're still there. Why? Because it's not your foundation. He's the foundation and you build your house on it. I was making an analogy this, uh, to, to Courtney and was like, you know, the Bible, the Bible talks about the, the, that parable and the house that was built on the sand and the house that was built on the firm, the solid rock. And it's like, you know, first it says, oh, I'm just going to go to it. It's, I have it here. Oh, is it there? Man, that's an anointed sound booth right now. Uh, it says, anyone who t- listens to my teaching and follows it is like a wide, wise person who builds their house on a solid rock. Go to, go to the next one. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. You can go to the next one. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds his, hands, his house on the sand. When it rains and floods, it comes and the winds beat against the house. It collapses with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying this, the crowds were amazed. Y'all are amazed, huh? Go, go, back, go back to the first verse that y'all put up there. Who built this house? Go back to the one before that. Though the winds come in the torrents. Oh, get away from me, you. Bro. Okay, go to the next one. Okay, anyone? That was funny. Uh, if y'all saw that, that was funny. Uh, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is like a wise person 
who builds, go to the New King James. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. All right, so this wasn't in my message, but I'm going to go to it. it it's, okay, so notice here that it says, Who, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them. All right, so not only can you hear them, but you have to do them, right? You got, you've gotten rid of, you, you hear, okay, you hear this. Okay, man, I got to get rid of my eye. I got to get rid of my flesh. But now after you, take, after you hear this word, you have to take the word. The Bible says in, I'm going to come back to this, but the Bible says in, oh man, I had it. Perfected faith. What's that one? I have script, a lot of scriptures written down. I'm going very out of, out of line here, but I'm, I'm just going to look it up, so bear with me. This is good because actually I read this one. Oh, James 2.22. You, you can throw that one up there. I have it written. It's right there. Y'all should see my notes. Like if y'all read my notes, you would not be able to preach a sermon. They're like, it's, it's mainly it's like here and here. And this is just like lines. So <laughs> do you see that faith was working together with his perf- works? And by, okay, go back two verses. Go back two verses. Okay, th- that's good. All right. So everybody knows this scripture, right? Everybody knows the scripture. This is one of those scriptures like, I can do all things through Christ. This is like one of those, like, for God so loved the world. Like, you can go ask people who aren't even saved, and they probably know the scripture, all right? So, oh, foolish man, that faith without works is dead, right? Okay. Uh, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son to the altar? Okay, th- this is a scripture that y'all need to pay attention to. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? All right. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? When I tell you I read this other day and I was like, like everybody knows the faith without works is dead. But then you read this one and it's like, it's like, dang. It's it's one of those deep ones. It's like, dang. Uh, It says, was working, faith was working. What what is faith? Everybody knows what faith is. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the things of not seen right? Well, faith was working together with his works, and by his works, faith was made perfect. Okay, so go back to the, go back to the, the built, the build. Matthew. I promise y'all I'm saved. I, I like, I, the Lord's working with me on remembering scripture. It's, it's a thing. All right, so Matthew seven twenty four. So y'all, y'all already heard that faith uh, works is per, perfects faith. So faith is perfected by works, right? So obviously you have faith, but you, you got to do something. So now he says here, I will liken him to a wise man who built. What is built? Built is of action. It's an action verb. So built, uh, if you know any builders, you got to do some work to build. So anyone who built his house on the rock. Okay, so go to the next one, the next scripture, 25. The rain descended, the flood came, and the blue, and winds blew and beat on his house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Okay, so break this down, right? So he who built, built is what? Past tense or pretense? Past tense. All right, built is past tense. So built is also what? It's a work. Built is a verb, right? So, you know, you can read this scripture. You can hear, oh, yeah, I got to get the eye out of myself. 
Oh, yeah, I can be refreshed in, in the presence of God. Oh, yeah, I can draw from his refreshing, right? But it, it's your faith. You can have faith, right? You can say, oh, yeah, I have faith. Yeah, I have faith, right? But if you have faith without works, your works, your faith isn't, can't be perfected until you start putting works into that. So it's like, it's like this, right? You built, for he who built his house was founded on the rock. The winds came, the storms blew, everything came. So and now take the scripture back a little bit. He who built. So imagine somebody who was still like building, right? You can still, or not even building. Let's say you just bought the materials, right? You just got on the job site. You bought the materials. You brought the surveying machine. Like it's not even together. The tripod's not put together or anything like that. Or like, let's say like, let's say like they just put granite. They just put granite on the site or what, do, what else do you, Drew, they just had like some little, they didn't have the sheets of metal. They didn't even have like the CMC machine there, right? Let's say, let's say all that, right? And it's just there on the, it's like, because when you, when you're building a, a building, right, they don't put the material on the site because obviously you have to build, pull the materials and put them on the site. They're like next to the site. They're next to whatever you're building. So, right, imagine those, that person who, oh, he had faith. I had faith, you know, I have faith. Uh, yeah, I, I go to, I love the Lord. You don't go to church, but I love the Lord. Or it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I yeah, I, I hear from the Lord, but you don't even read your word. You don't even know what he sounds like. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm made in the image of God, but you're at Escapade 2005 over there on 59. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're over there, you're over there, you know, downtown, you're over there and doing all your stuff. It's like, you can say whatever, right? It, it says people, he would know them by their fruit, right? You're known by your fruit. You're known by your works. Your faith isn't any good until you have works with your faith. And so if you're that guy who was planning on building, not the guy who built, right? The guy who built was, is all good. But the guy who was planning on building, you had the materials, you came to church, you got your materials, but you never actually started building on that you ever not, never actually started getting in your word. You know, you, you started off the year, you picked up your materials, and then March comes around, and, like, you haven't even done anything with your materials. Then, but, you know, you, you know the firm foundation. The firm foundation's right there. You brought your materials to the firm foundation, but you never actually even started building on the firm foundation. So you have your firm foundation. You have your materials. The winds come and the house blowing. There goes your materials. You had the foundation, you had the materials, but you never actually started building. That's why it's so important. You have to get in your word. You have to decide that, okay, you want 2022 to be your best year? You have to decide, this is the year that I'm building my house on the solid rock. This is the year that, okay, I'm not just going to get my materials this time and leave them there just to get blown away. This is the year that I'm going to actually build. I'm going to start coming to church. I'm going to start seeking the Lord. I'm going to start... You know, I'm going to cut off that old friend. I'm going to cut off, oh, that, that music I was listening to. Or, oh, yeah, you know, I used to go back to this just every once in a while to, you know, to keep me calm or whatever. But, no, I'm going to cut that off. Or, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Or, you know, even, even, even like, with your, with your health, you know, and natural things, too. Oh, yeah, you know, my employer hasn't given me a raise. It's like, you know, they, they already said no raises this year. I'm just going to slack off. no. You be excellent. The Bible actually, that's actually one of the points here. Uh, one of the points to have your best year is be excellent. You have to be excellent in everything you do. In, uh, 
And let's see, I'm going to go to, you can go to James 3.17. James 3.17. But the wisdom, this is from above, is first pure. Then peachable, go to NLT because I can't even read this one. (laughs) Go to NLT on this one. But the wisdom from above is first all pure. It is all, is this the right scripture? Willing to yield to others. Gentle at times. <laughs> it is full of mercy, the fruits of good deeds. It shows no favoritism. Oh, it's sincere. That's definitely not the scripture I was trying to read. James 3.17? All right. Um, all right. Well, okay, go to 1 Samuel 16.7. <laughs> okay, let me show you, let me show you excellence. Learn dungeons by appearance. Hi. Okay. So uh so this is excellence, right? So one of the things I've learned, right, in business is, like, appearance matters. As much as you hate to, like, like religious people will be like, well, God looks at the heart. But they never actually finish. The second part of that sentence is, but, he, God, but the man looks at the outward. So it's like, you know, you show up to the job site, and you're like, and like or you show up to bid. That's even worse. You show up to bid a job, and it's like, you're in chanclas or like you're in your ultra boost and like they have like dirt on the sides of them or or you know you got some dirty pants on or you know you you just got off the job site and you're about to go bid a side job and you got like your work boots on still but then you like people don't even take you serious at that point so it's like you know it's it, this is we're going back to being excellent right you you want to you want to progress in things you do. You have to be excellent. The Bible commands you know when just let me just finish this point. But when you show up with the slacks on, you got your Lululemon pants on, you got your Cole Hans on, you know you got your your whatever on, your suit jacket on. People take you serious. There's like there's like a complete difference. I'm like really young to like okay. Most of my friends in business are like two times my age. Like, they have a running joke that, like, I'm just, like, just, like, 40 years old at heart. But it's, like, I'm actually not 40 years old at heart. They hang, if they actually hung out with me, they'd be, like, all right, we're getting rid of this kid. But, but the f- matter of the fact is, is when I go to the, my meetings with them or I go to lunch with them, I'm wearing nice jeans. I'm wearing a, a nice slacks. I'm wearing shoes, like, nice shoes. I'm not talking a lot. I'm, like, no, because you carry yourself in excellence. And when you carry yourself in excellence, the Lord, that actually comes from the Lord. When you start reading your Bible and you start reading your word, go read a Proverbs or two. If you ever want to get rebuked, go read a Proverbs. Like you start reading Proverbs and you're like, dang, I'm an, like, I'm an idiot. You like start reading, you're like, dang, what the heck? You know, I, I, I challenge you, go read a Proverbs and get rebuked kindly. Uh, but, you know, you start, you start doing that, and he, he blesses you. The, he'll bless you. You start reading the word. You become like Jesus. It demands you to be excellent. Things change for you when you're excellent. And so in 2022, y'all are going to be excellent. 2022, y'all are going to be excellent because it's not going to be the same story. 2021, 2020, 2019, things might have happened in 2019. Things might have happened in 2020, you know, and you're like, man, it's carrying over 2022. We're about to go through the same thing, different story. But that's not going to be y'all story. Y'all story is going to be 2022 was my best year. I made the most sales in 2022. 2022, I got the most promotions. 2022, I got married. I hear like, all right, everybody look around. Single girls, y'all hurt the guys. Guys, just if y'all heard anything over here. No, I'm just kidding. 
2022, I'm getting married. 2022, I'm graduating. 2022, I'm getting my degree. 2022, I, I, I'm going up. I'm serving in my church. 2022, I'm, I'm putting out all my content that I'm recording. 2022, I'm, I'm doing everything that the Lord is telling me to do. 2022, I'm telling you, 2022 is going to be the best year yet. And it's going to be the, it's not even going to be like, oh man, I helped, I made 2022 happen. No, but because y'all are getting rid of yourself and y'all are digging into the word of God and y'all are letting him mold you, you're going back for times of refreshing, you're getting refilled. He is going to be the easiest work you've ever done. 2022, it's not even going to be like, man, I made it hard. Man, I had to make this happen. But when you give yourself to the Lord and you finally decide, I'm on that firm foundation. This year, I'm not going to go back to the same things. This year, I'm finally going to give myself to the Lord. This year, I'm leaving that guy behind. I'm leaving that girl behind. I'm leaving that friend behind. Then the Lord will begin to do his work in you. And as he begins to do his work in you, you'll start to begin to see increase. You'll start to begin to get unimaginable imaginable favor. The Bible says we have favor with God and we have favor with man. So when you have favor with God, you have favor with man. You start getting promoted. You start like Joe's testimony. Joe's testimony is like, oh, don't tell anybody, but we're giving you this. We don't care what happens, but you're getting this. It's unheard of. It's unimaginable. The Bible says he, can, he does the exceedingly, the abundantly, the above all that we could ever ask, hope for, or imagine. And, and that is going to happen in your life, in Jesus' name. Why? Because you're, this is the year you're seeking the Lord. You're taking the steps. You're praying. You're getting in your word. You're worshiping. You're, you're being excellent. You're surrounding yourself with good people. Surround yourself with who you want to become. You're putting work with your faith. You're beginning to get perfect. You're going to see difference because you went from, oh, I have faith to I put work to my faith and I saw the fruit. You get, you're getting in your word. You're deciding to be done with old people. Same old things, same old stories. You're being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, who's your helper, who's your counselor, who's your intercessor, who's your standby. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't even be. I'll tell you how many times I've got myself in some like. I almost got in trouble with city of Houston with some permits. And when I say I was sweating bullets, like I went on a fast without even going on a fast. Like nothing could go. Like I was sweating. Like Courtney was like, like I told Courtney after the fact what happened. She was like, like I, I, there was one time I almost got, I almost got in trouble with the city of Houston for a permit that, that whatever. Right. And you don't mess with the fire department. If you know anything about construction, you don't mess with the fire marshal. They are the most butthole people ever. And they will find any little thing, and it's like, it's over, right? But God gave me super, I literally, I like prayed in the spirit. I went, I said, Lord, I, I prayed, I prayed. I said, Lord, I, have, I literally told him, I said, Lord, I have no idea. Like, I, I can't even pray to you. Like, I don't even know what to ask you for right now. I'm like, I have nothing in the gun right now. I said, but I know that you're going to make a way because I'm, I'm, I'm fixed. I'm like fixing the foundation. I know that no matter what, it's going to work out for my good because I've decided to fix myself in the foundation. And I'll tell you what, I had so, like, let, I'll tell you this. I, if you really don't, aren't in construction, you really don't understand, but I called the fire marshal. They showed up to my site. I was already done with the work, right? Without a permit, you can't even start on the work, right? I'm already done, you know? It's like, it, I'm done. Like, the, everything's working. Everything's good, right? He shows up. I get a call, and he's, and he's like, hey, man, are, is this happening? Is this, like, blah, blah, And I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, like, sweet talk him. I'm like, man, I'm not done. I said, you know, I, I got to go back. I said, I haven't pulled a permit yet, but I'm in the process. And he was like, oh, wait, 
you're pulling a permit? And I was like, yeah, why? He's like, oh, all right, well, I guess you can pull a permit. I was like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, yeah, pull, just keep pulling a permit, right? And so when you pull a permit, you have to call them back for an inspection. And if they see one thing they don't like, they're like, oh, that's too high. Call me back again. And you got to pay another fee for them, like a $200 fee for them to come back out, right? Because something stupid, like electrician, uh, electrician inspectors, they'll come, a screw's not tight enough, and they'll be like, all right, call me later. I'll collect their check and leave, right? Well, this guy, I, ca I called him. I, I slipped the permit. I did this. And, and, and I called him. I said, hey, man, I, I put the permit in. Uh, I said, you know, I know. And he said, well, we're booked like six months, right? So that, what does that mean? I wouldn't be able to get paid for six months, right? So it's like, all right, you put all this money in. You pay people to come help you. You put up money for materials. And then you tell me I'm not going to get paid for six months. It's like, oh, oh heck no. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, I'll make it. But, you know, like, <laughs> that's a lot, you know. So it's like, I call him. I said, hey, man, is there anything you can do, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, all right, well, you know, and this is after I prayed for it. I seek the Lord. You know, I knew that. I literally said, Lord, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do, but I know that you're going to help me and you're going to come through for me. And, and, and literally, I talked to him, and he said, you know what? When the, when the thing comes, when the permit comes on my desk, I'm just going to pass it. I'm going to send it through. I'm going to look for your name. And, like, as soon as it gets there, I'm just going to stamp it. So what, what took six months actually only took three days. And not only that, instead of coming out charging me for another inspection, he just said, oh, don't worry about it. I'm not even going to inspect it. I believe what you told me, and I'm just going to stamp it. I literally got stamps that would have took six months. I, I saved $200 on an inspection fee. I would have had to pay another $250 for another guy to come out, all because I literally said, because I could have said, I could have ran away. I could have left the job. I would have said, oh, I took the deposit. I'm out of here. It's like, you know, I could have did a lot of things. But I literally said, Lord, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do, but I know that your Holy Spirit is going to help me, is going to show me what to do, and you're going to get me out of this. And lo and behold, what a surprise. I, he helped me out. It was the smoothest thing. It actually added another section of work to my business. It got me other clients. It got me in the foot other place, all because I decided to say, my feet are fixed, and, I'm, and the Holy Spirit shall lead me and guide me unto all truth like the Bible says. So number eight, be filled with the Spirit. Number nine, praise. I was praising him during that time. I may have been sweating bullets, but I'll tell you what, I was praising him. Another, another thing, key to 2022 being your best year, is be likable. Be likable. That sounds real hard, right? It's like, what? How, where is this in the Bible? I'm telling you, be likable. There's a statistic that says like 82% of companies rather hire somebody they like than actually complete the job. So be likable. The Bible talks about Joseph when he was in prison and Pharaoh called him up. How many of you know the story? Pharaoh called him up because he wanted him to interpret a dream, right? What it even says, Joseph changed his clothes and shaved before seeing Pharaoh. So be excellent. Joseph was a prisoner. He was a prisoner. And he, even then, he could have said, man, Pharaoh did me wrong. He locked me up. I'm over here in jail. He could have been, he could have been mad. He could have said, when I get up there, I'm going to throw hands with his guard, he, whatever. But no, he literally said, I'm going to shave, and I'm going to change into my best clothes, and I'm going to go see Pharaoh. And the Lord gave him favor and made him ruler over that land. And so, and so the, last, the last point, and this is kind of in the worship team. Y'all can come back up and do uh, What a Beautiful Name. Yeah, y'all can just walk. Y'all don't go around the back or anything. 
we all know where y'all are gonna go. So, but uh, so yeah, one of the last points is don't talk too much, because your mouth can get you in trouble. Just as just as fast as you can say the Lord the Lord is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The fa- the, as fast as you can say, I, I love the Lord, and, you know, I shall have what he says I have. As fast as you can say, oh, you know, this is going to be my best year ever. You can leave this place. Something happens. You're like, man, this sucks. Oh, man, this. Your mouth can get you in trouble. If you talk too much, your mouth, because at, when you come, the Lord created, God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke and let there be light, and there was light. So when you speak, you know, you create things. Oh, you know, I'm a really anxious person. And then when something happens, you don't even realize it. You made yourself anxious. You're anxious just saying you're an anxious person. You're like, oh, man, I, you know, man, how am I going to make this bill this year? I mean, this month. Oh, you know, yeah, I thought I, I've been tithing, but I don't see the bill. You know, it's like you start you start thinking that and you and you start creating all these contradictions to what the word says. But again, you go back, you get instead of instead of opening your mouth this year, Go back and say, no, the word says this. This year, you have to make yourself, you have to make the word your final truth. And when you make the word your final truth, there's no more up and down, up one day, down the next, happy one day, sad the other day, worried this day, anxious the other day, feeling good one day, oh, I hate work, oh, my job is great, oh, I hate my boss. It's like, it's no longer that, but when you fix yourself on the foundation and you decide that this word is my final truth, you will have the best year you've ever had in Jesus' name. This year isn't going to be the same year as any other year. This year is going to be the year that you go all in with the Lord. How many of y'all say, I'm going all in with the Lord? I'm, I'm going to pretend that was every hand. But, but this year is the year you're going all in with the Lord. This year is the year that I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this serious. I'm not going to start off the year great and end sad, but this year you're going to start the year off great and you're going to end even better. This is going to be the best year you've ever had in Jesus' name. How many of y'all agree with that? Amen. Well, I'm going to have everybody stand. Have everybody stand real quick. How many of y'all feel his presence in here? I, I was blessed myself. This was a good word. But, you know, you can, you have choices to, you have choice, a choice to make. You can say, I heard this good word and I can leave and I can leave and, you know, I can start off right. You can be that person who started building off their house or you can be the person who decides this is my year. This is the year I'm building my firm foundation. I'm not wishy-washy anymore. I'm starting my family off right. Me, me and my wife shall serve the Lord. This is going to be the year that, oh, I'm not angry anymore. I'm happy. I'm a happy person. People like me. This is going to be the, this isn't going to be the year where, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to do church, but I'm not going to do it all the way. I'm just going to go in a little bit more. And then maybe like next year I'll sell, I'll sell out to the Lord. But no, this is going to be the year that you go all in. You're fully sold out. No longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And you know what? When you open your heart, and I believe the Lord's already doing a work on some people. I believe that that the Lord is already moving in this place, that he's already stirring in the hearts. I know, I know, I can, you can see it, that his presence is here. He's already working on some people. 
and y'all and you know in your heart that this year isn't gonna i'm not gonna be the same person that i'm already changed jan there's some of y'all that january has already been a life-changing month for you that january has already been that year where like all right i'm done i'm done with me i'm done with what i want but i'm gonna do what the lord's gonna do and that this is gonna be the best year ever it's gonna be the best year of my school this is gonna be the best year at my church serving at my church this is gonna be the best year um, with my parents this is gonna be the best year with my wife with my kids this is gonna be the best year I promise you by the, this time next year y'all aren't gonna even recognize yourselves y'all aren't even gonna y'all are gonna be shocked at what the Lord has done what the Lord what man can do in two years in three years the Lord can do in one and I, and I believe that y'all are a different group of people. We love y'all. The Lord loves y'all. And you know what? We don't do this just to come have a service. We don't do this just to come have a band. We don't do this just to come hang out. But we do this because we know that lives are here to be changed, that y'all are hungry, that the Lord's doing a work in y'all, that that as we pray and as and as we're here, that the y'all are being transfigured and transformed. Y'all are getting fed. And you know what? I know, I know, I know, I know that the Lord's done a work here. And you know what? If you say, and you say, I, I, what, really what I want to do is I want everybody to come up to the front. We're just going to do, me, me, Courtney, the leaders, we're going to do a, a beginning of the year. You know, we want to make sure that y'all start up this year, right? We're going to go ahead and lay hands on everybody and just receive, as we lay hands on you, receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit receive a fresh touch from heaven for this year and i guarantee you it will carry you until the end of the year this will be the best year you ever have so y'all can go ahead and sing what a beautiful name uh usher drew if you want to be an usher just line everybody up here 